What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Two Smart Dummies Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Marcus. And I'm your host, B-Reed. Brady, what's up, man? Nothing much, man. Excited. Basketball tonight. NBA's back. Okay, so we hope y'all tuned into the NBA preview that we released this morning. Uh, recorded that yesterday, and we are ready to get this NBA season kicked off. But it's been a minute since we talked about the NFL and college football do a little little state of the union, see where a team stand about halfway <laughs> through the season for the NFL. And uh, basically, we, we're about last month for uh, for college football, man. It's kind of flown by. Yeah, I mean, we're getting into the meat of it, though. We're about to get some good matchups some good games. We're going to determine if these teams are good or if they're bad. We already saw Wisconsin take a fall right before they get ready to face Ohio State. But this is the time of year when we start to see what teams are made of. I like to say the preseason just ended. It's, it's about to get into the meat of it now. Yep. Had, had some really good games on, on Saturday. Um, you know, Michigan and Penn State turned out to be a really good game. Uh, Texas almost lost to Kansas. That came down literally to the wire. Um, you know, nothing of real consequence, but it was, it, was a, it was a really good slate of games that it didn't seem like it was going to start off that way, especially once uh, the first domino fell in, you know, uh, Illinois beating Wisconsin. Yeah, it was homecoming for a lot of teams. Um, I, just, I like to pay attention to who teams bring in for homecoming. Like, I don't understand Oklahoma State bringing in Baylor for homecoming, I guess. You know, they, they have been on their downturn, but they actually are good this year. So not a good homecoming for them. They kind of blew the game and got blown out. But props to Kansas, man. I don't like Les Miles. I'm not a Les Miles supporter. I'm like 95% sure when he leaves Kansas, they're going to be under investigation. But he has those boys <laughs> rolling, man. He's a player's coach. People love to play for him. He, they should have won that Texas game, man. It, they should have won that game against Texas. Um, they just gave it up at the end. They gave a little too many yards, too many big plays at the end of the game. They were up 28-27, just got the two-point conversion, and the defense just couldn't get a stand for So, you know, I've kind of talked a little bit about, um, you know, college football, this hasn't been the best season. Um, you know, the, the, the top-ranked teams don't look great. Alabama, okay, but that li- Alabama literally has played no one this season, not a soul. <laughs> Um, Clemson doesn't look good. I, I think that, I mean, the ACC is so bad that once they, they're going to go undefeated, they're going to get in the college football playoff. Um, and maybe they, they start to, uh, hit their stride, but they, they look bad. They look vulnerable. They look like they get mopped up by Ohio state and probably Oklahoma, probably Alabama. I, I don't think they're one of the four best teams of the country. Um, but how do you start to th- see things shake out? Right. Because you've got a one loss Oregon at the PAC 12. Are they too far out? Um, cause they lost to a good Auburn team. Um, you've got LSU sitting there undefeated. Um, one of them or Alabama is going to lose in the SEC championship game. And then you've got Clemson, you've got Ohio state, you've got Oklahoma. Where do you think things will start to settle? Well, I mean, I still we still got a lot of football to go. That's why, I mean, the first half of the season was, you know, slow. I mean, I guess the first, what, Quarter, third of the season because I mean, you only got like a quarter of games left but this is going to be the best quarter of games that are really going to separate people Oregon played a realist I mean a, a relatively tough schedule their schedule's probably been tougher than most teams like Alabama they played a lot of conference foes they played Auburn so to come out of this with one loss I think they're better than we've been giving them credit for don't think the quarter is number one pick but that team that's a good that's a good football team as you said Alabama they hadn't really played anybody Tua got hurt. Um, luckily, they got a bye week this week. They're not playing anybody. They'll be able to easily skate by Arkansas. But other than that, I mean, they still got to go against LSU. Joe Burrow looks good. He looks um, really they gotta good. Go, yeah, I mean, he, they got to go against LSU. I mean, who else Who else is in the West as a threat to Alabama besides playing LSU? No one. Um, I mean, so you're looking at a LSU and then, oh, Auburn. You got to play Auburn at the end of the year. So yeah. LSU, Auburn's always a tough matchup for them, the Iron Bowl. And then right into that, they're going to end up having to play Georgia or Florida. So they got their three toughest games right ahead of them. Um, ACC is bad. Clemson is tough, man, because you look at them and you say they look like trash, but I feel like we've said that like 10 times before. <laughs> like, they always look bad against bum competition, but then when you get at the end of the season, they come to play. 
I literally think it's that they play down to their competition. Now, true, Lawrence hadn't looked good. He's looked, I mean, he hadn't looked good. Yeah. yeah, he's looked really bad. Now, that's the only concern I have. I don't have real concerns about the team as a whole just because I've seen them do this before. But even with a Kelly Bryant, like, the quarterback is the problem. If you got a good quarterback that you can trust, like Deshaun Watson and y'all play bad, that's one thing. But then when Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he had shaky performances last year. He just performed in the game that he counted against Alabama and Notre Dame. But it took him a while to get going against Notre Dame, too. You know what's what's funny is we're so quick to, in college football, anoint the next guy, right? Like, I I remember, like, coming in the season, I was like, man, Trevor Lawrence, like, that dude is it. People were calling him the next Peyton Manning, surefire number one pick in 2021. Now I'm not so sure, and it kind of reminds me of – Garrett Gilbert for Texas. Do you remember when <laughs> Colt McCoy got hurt in championship game? They brought in yeah. Garrett Gilbert and they started comparing that fool to Dan Marino. Like, he had a horrible next oh, like he's he terrible. Was <laughs> so I mean Trevor Lawrence isn't that bad, but I've seen nothing that makes me think that he's gonna be really, really good yet. So Well, I, I still think he'll end up being the number one overall pick because he has all the tools, he has the size, he, he has the arm yep. strength. So once he gets in the combine, whatever he does, kind of Sam Darnold type, when he it's gonna be no way to be denied because NFL coaches are arrogant and they're just going to say he had bad fundamentals that I can coach him up. So yeah. I still think he'll be, you know, top five pick. But he hasn't looked good. And it's going to be sneaky because it's going to all depend on – the Big Ten looks way tougher than I thought. And Ohio State's kind of been they coasting. But, but they have a tough schedule in front of them. They still have Michigan. I'm pretty sure they still got Penn State. And um, they got Wisconsin this week. Even though Wisconsin just took a loss, that's a wake-up call. That doesn't mean that that's a bad team. They still got a Heisman candidate running the ball back there. So it's not a given that Ohio State's going to come out of this unscathed. We have a bunch of one-loss teams. You got Georgia still has to face Florida. You know, I mean, it's, it's getting interesting in college football. So I think we still have a lot of things to iron out. Yeah. Um, who do you think the favorite is for the Heisman race? I mean, let, let's take away some of the NFL you know probabilities because we don't know yet right um but i i like joe burrow for the heisman front runner right now um i don't think they're going to give it to a running back like uh jonathan taylor wisconsin um and they just lost so and they just lost which is going to be tough uh two is might miss some time with a high ankle sprain that might be it for him jalen hurts is definitely in the running i've heard a lot that jalen hurts could be a first round pick i don't know about that maybe but i don't know about that it's all about fit. It's all about fit and scheme. Like, is Lamar Jackson the first-round pick if he doesn't go to a, a coach like Harbaugh um, out in Baltimore, somebody that's going to try to make him sit in the pocket and be a pure passer? He He's probably not a number-one pick. I mean, he's shown real strengths and improvement this year on passing, but he's still not a pure passer. But they do a good job of using his strengths. So I don't know which teams could use Hurts, but if you can use his legs, because he's a big dude, just like Lamar Jackson, he can take those NFL hits because he's built like a running back. So if you're going to use his skill set like that, I do think he can be a number one pick in a weapon. But if you're trying to have him sitting back in the pocket and reading defenses, he's still not good at that. I mean, you put pressure up the middle, he's going to backpedal throw off his back foot. He doesn't make his reads good. He still wants to roll out of the pocket. As far as a pure fundamental quarterback, he doesn't have that. I would I would guess that he would be more like a third to fifth round pick. Yeah. Uh, that that would be the sweet range. I don't think you take him in the first round pick on in the first round just because it's really dependent on scheme and how you're gonna build around him. Now, in saying that, Heisman, I think he's a close second, but I gotta give it to Burrow right now because he performed better against Texas. So playing the same competition, if they're close, he he was a far he was far better against Texas. Um, I think uh, Jalen Hurts had three turnovers in that game. Didn't look particularly well. He comes back and plays a bad West Virginia team. Goes 15 for 16. 400 total yards. Yeah, that's all well and good, but the only pure competition that Oklahoma's played has been Texas, and he didn't perform well. So I, I would give the I would give the nod to Joe Burrow, but right now I think it's Joe Burrow and um, I think well Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields too, um, but it's a three man race for me right now, and there's still some opportunity for some other teams to move in. But right now I'll go with those three. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So we'll see. A lot of college football left to be played. Um, as you said, we're going to get into the real nitty-gritty here. Um, but with that said, let's move on to the NFL. We, we're, we're halfway through the season coming up this week. Um, some really good games this past week. Um, you know, starting with the Chiefs and Broncos Thursday night. Uh, Patrick Mahomes looks like he's going to miss some time, probably two, three weeks. 
Um, can the Chiefs sustain this? They've got someone come to town this week, and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. I'll, I'll have to get back to you, but uh, yeah, I mean it's gonna it's gonna be tough. And this is what I this is my always been my fear about the Chiefs is that they don't have a legit run game, and a lot of what they do is based off just the magic of Patrick Mahomes. They were they had a two game losing streak before coming into this game. Now yeah. they lucked up and played the Denver Broncos. That is just a nightmare. It looks like they're tanking as of right now. And they've got um, they've got the Packers coming to town uh, Sunday night. So yeah, so I mean it's going to be really tough because that Packers defense is legit. And without a true run game, I don't think you can really depend on Damian Williams or LeSean McCoy to carry the load. Nope. Um, Matt Moore, he's been good. Now I do I will say they got a really good backup in Matt Moore because he's shown the ability to be a good solid backup quarterback for four to five games. This is a Drew Brees situation, man. They just got a whole whole court, man. They just got a two and two. And they can go. They already won one of them. I don't I don't see him missing more than about three games, it seems like. They said he's out four to six weeks. He's you gotta remember though, kids tough. Patrick Mahomes is tough. In he college, is. in college you didn't see the best of Patrick Mahomes because it seems like he was always hurt. Like uh what's his name from Marshall? Uh Oh, uh, Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich, like the offensive line, picking him up, carrying him to the line. And it always seemed like Patrick Mahomes was limping, had a high ankle injury, and he always came back faster than he was supposed to for Texas Tech and put up plays, man. At, at 60%, that kid is still dangerous. So it's I don't anticipate him. Yeah, it is. It is. I really did what was looking forward to a matchup with him and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that would have been a fantastic game to watch Sunday night. You know, of course, NBC's pissed off now. I mean, nothing you can do about it, but. That would have been a game that most of most of America's. I mean, you're talking about a possible Super Bowl preview, but also two of the best quarterbacks in the game. Um, that that's a, a real missed opportunity. So that kind of that kind of sucks to 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 see. Yeah, I mean it does, but I mean they can still win. It's still a good game. Uh, you want to see what they look like without them. So if they win without them, you do want to see the highlight of Patrick Mahomes. But I think it'll still be a good game. I. I mean, we were really wrong about Green Bay. We said they didn't have any talent, but yep. there's no offensive coordinator. He's doing a great job to play into Aaron Rodgers' strength and using his talent. He's getting the most out of that talent. So this might have been a coaching issue last year because those wide receivers, I still think those wide receivers are bad. And they're winning without Devontae Adams. They're doing a good job of using those running backs and, you know, just not making plays to beat you. Aaron Rodgers looked good. He looks healthy. Um this Green Bay team is dangerous just because that defense is way better than we thought. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers looks um, really, really good. Uh, yeah, with, with I'm still not selling those receivers like you. They need Devontae Adams. Um, now, going against the Raiders this past week, um, more I think about it, I think the Raiders are a playoff team. Uh, I really do. Or at least that wild card team. I look at their schedule. They play the Bengals, the Jets, and – someone else like that that are really bad so they've got some chances to to get up on on them but the Raiders were in this game you know all the way up until halftime basically and, and you know the score was 42 24 um but if it weren't for Derek Carr being an idiot the, uh, the Raiders are in this game the, the, because the Packers could not stop the Raiders offense and that's an offense that's missing you know Tyrell Williams their best receiver so they were the offenses were kind of mirror images of each other. The Packers are vulnerable against the run, um, and, and Josh Jacobs carved them up really good. But again, Derek Carr, you got a chance to get it's fourteen to ten going into halftime, and you you're, you know you're at the two yard line. You're going to go go in for a score. All you got to do is turn around, and hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs. Now that might be a John Gruden call or or a Derek Carr audible call, but either way, Derek Carr runs dives for the pylon like he did two years ago against Dallas to win the game, fumbles out of the end zone. Um, and from that moment on, that was a 14-point swing. Instead of going into the half 17-10 or 17-14, now you're down 21-10. to uh, And then the Packers got the ball back to start the fourth quarter – or the third quarter, came out. Now you're down 28-10, and just like that, the game is over. So – it seems you know. like that was a, a AFC West theme <laughs> this weekend because the Chargers lost in the worst fashion that you can lose with a goal line fumble. <laughs> like that's yeah. probably the worst way you could lose. It's tough. It, it was tough to see, and and you could kind of see that you know it seemed like that the Raiders were just deflated completely after that. Um, you know now they've got the Texans coming to town, um, but their schedule 
gets easier on them. They the, after the Texans, they go. They've got the Lions. They've got the Chargers. They've got the Bengals. They got the Jets, who are all losing teams before the Chiefs come in. And then you've got the Titans and the Jaguars, which are probably Titans, Jaguars, Chargers, and Broncos again. So the the schedule gets easy for the Raiders. They they you know played about eighteen home games in, or away games in a row. It seems like. Um, but they're about to hit their home stretch where they're at home constantly, and they've got a very favorable schedule. So I was pretty bummed after this. I don't think that the – I don't think, like, the Chargers and the Jets are as bad as their record. I don't think the Lions are as bad as their record says either. So I, I agree with that, but those are winnable games for the Raiders. Oh, yeah, they're winnable games. I just think that those, those teams are better than their records indicate. I would agree with you with probably the Jets, probably – I don't think so with the Lions. I, I think the Lions' defense is good. I think the Lions stink. I think their their offense is trash. I think that Matt Stafford is bad. I think that their coach is bad. But their defense is good, and, and that's going to be risky. The Chargers, the Chargers, it, it's tough to tell with them because either the wheels could come off, or they may they could start two and six and finish the season ten and six. So, you know, you you never ever 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 know with the Chargers. So. We'll see. I think I think once Melvin Gordon kind of gets going, he he looked a lot better this week than he did last week. It takes a couple of games. Even Zeke took about three games to really get him going. So I think once he really gets back going and they really start to lean on him, even though they're losing Mike Williams, it's like they found Austin Eckler's role in that Darren Sproles slot receiver type role. And he's so, even better. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think that they can make both of these players work together. Um, I I don't know, man. I just think the NFL. It's kind of like I said in college football, the second half of the season, I think you're going to see some changes in some of these teams. Um, a lot of these records are close. Uh, if you're not the Patriots, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know how much I believe in the Niners. They're winning. It's, it's just hard for me to believe that they're this good. But you know what? It's their defense that's good because I don't think Garoppolo's any good. And, and uh, okay, that that's probably not fair to say, but I don't, yeah. I don't think Garoppolo is as good as – I don't think he's a six no quarterback. I, I actually think that he kind of stinks. Um, so that, but that defense is legitimate. That defense is for real, but you kind of watch the game. The Niners weren't exactly moving the ball up and down the field against a pretty bad Redskins team. Um, so, it, but that, that, that game, you can't really indicate by that. It was game. rained I mean, out. It was, it was a monsoon game. The field was terrible. I mean, I mean, they were playing the Redskins. It, it was a terrible-looking game. So, I don't judge them by that. But that defensive line, like you said, man, that defensive line is – if it's not the best in the NFL, it's like top three. Right there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they 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 cause havoc on opposing quarterbacks in the secondary with Richard Sermon back there. Uh, they're just good enough. I don't know how good they are, but whenever you got a defensive line like that wreaking havoc on quarterbacks – it's going to make that secondary look really, really good. So yep. that defense can't sustain them. I'm just – at some point in time, the offense is going to have to score points. Yep. And what happens, what happens when that occurs? They, they made a trade today. They got Emmanuel Sanders in. Their receiving core has been a weakness. So I want to see what Emmanuel, what Emmanuel Sanders can do to make that receiving core better. Whatever you say about Emmanuel Sanders, he's always been productive. And with a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo – I would expect for him to do a little bit better because Joe Flacco just closes his eyes and throws it to the wrong team. Hopes for the best. <laughs> Hopes for the best. So if Garoppolo can u- utilize him as a weapon, maybe that can open up Debo Samuels. Maybe that can get George Kittle going. I think that's what they really needed, somebody to take the top off that defense to open it up the running back to George Kittle to move that ball. So um, speaking of teams that we were, we were wrong on, um, the Chicago Bears – uh, they they have a real issue, and and everyone has talked about you know they took Deshaun Watson or they they took uh, Trubisky over Deshaun Watson, they took him over Patrick Mahomes. Um, this team is bad, and it's it's not really their offensive weapons, and their defense is they they've got some injuries on defense, but that's still a very good defense. But Mitchell Trubisky is a problem, um, and I'm kind of looking at their schedule, man, and with them already being uh you know, three, two games behind the Packers. And then I think two games behind the Vikings. I don't know if the, if the bears can make the playoffs uh, and that might be a little extreme, but I've, I've seen nothing out of them, especially in the way of Mitchell Trubisky um, that, that shows me that, that that's going to be a team to be reckoned with. Uh, your defense can only do so much because Trubisky isn't even a game. I mean, he's just not good. He's, he's below average. So what do the bears do? 
See, I don't even, I don't want to say that. Um, you have backs, but if we said that and didn't put any blame on the, and never mind, that was going to be a bad example. I was going to use Jared Goff, but he's awful too. <laughs> <laughs> so my whole metaphor I was leading up to is trash. Shit, let me just better, say. He's better than that. <laughs> yeah, let me just say, I think a lot of this is Nagy's fault. Nagy has a problem. He thinks he's one of those overthinkers. This offense is way too complicated for Mitchell Trubisky. It does, it's way too many reads. He's doing way too much. And he hasn't shown the ability to simplify this offense to just let Trubisky read half the field and do some things that helps younger quarterbacks in a complicated offense. This offense is, we saw, like we talked about, we joked about it at the beginning of the year where we came out with three running backs and did some kind of triple option reverse. Like he wants to use every weapon that he has on every play. You just can't do that. With a quarterback like Trubisky, and they also made a mistake. They didn't play him in the preseason. I didn't understand that. Yeah, is it, in the is it Aaron Rodgers or something? Yeah, they didn't play him in the preseason. Like, he's Tom Brady, and he already has it figured out. He needed right. those reps with those receivers, and he set him back. Now, he not only did he set him back then, but then he just got hurt. He set out again. I don't see a way. Now, hopefully during this bye week, they were able to do some things to get him comfortable in the offense. But he has too many weapons to, for them not to be able to move the ball. But it isn't just Trubisky. They're not using um, Sariq Cohen, right? Uh, David Montgomery. Montgomery, yeah. They're not using any of their weapons the way they're supposed to. Yeah. So I think it's a naggy problem. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to say Trubisky is complete trash. I am going to say that this offense is way too complicated for him. You know, and it, it. But it's a problem though, right? Because if you're the Bears, you you're you're built to win now, and you don't really have time for Trubisky to get his shit in gear. Now that's your fuck up for, for drafting him number two overall. Um, and there's been a lot of stuff being said, like the only reason that they took a Trubisky is because they're in Chicago and there's a lot of iskies in Chicago. Um, and, you know, Chicago's never had a black quarterback. So, you know, and, and that's valid. Lovey Smith pulls off the upset, by the way, of Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Illinois, right? Yep. Got so gray man beard, so <laughs> that that beard game was going strong. I liked it. Um, but you know, because I I can't justify taking Mitchell Trubisky, who started twelve career college games, over Deshaun Watson, who'd won what two college championships? No, nah, he won one. One and threw for four hundred. One to two, threw for four hundred yards in both games. Like I mean, there was. Nothing. That, that's kind of revisionist, though, because it was I, it it was bad at the time. It's bad now. Uh, it, it wasn't terrible because Deshaun had a, a terrible combine. See, I'll say this: I don't think the Mahomes thing is fair because no one knew Mahomes was going to be this good. Watson, yeah. I still think should have been the first quarterback taken off the board. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I just remember during that times uh, that Watson either had a his measurables was off, something was wrong that scouts turned on him because you know Chicago I mean <laughs> Watson has some question marks let me say that I wouldn't have took Trubisky either 13 starts at North Carolina I mean none of that looks great to me I never want to really take a quarterback from like a North Carolina or like a Duke even yep. though Daniel Jones looks good uh, does he been, he had a good game yeah he had a good game he, he, he looks better than Eli so you well, yeah so let's get <laughs> to the flip side of that are the Saints the best team in the NFC? Because their defense is rocking and rolling. Their offense without Drew Brees, without Alvin Kamara, is still beating the hell out of people. Um, I, you know, this is still a, a, a very good team. And is there a team in the NFC that can beat them right now? I still like the Seahawks, man. I don't know why. I like the Seahawks. Even though the record isn't as good as the Saints, I just like how the Seahawks built, uh, how they're built. They typically get better towards the end of the season, and they haven't been bad at the beginning of this season. So I, I personally think that the Seahawks are the best team. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but they, I think they're better than the Saints. They they just took a a loss to the Ravens, and I want to I want to say something. If if John Harbaugh, if the Ravens keep going the way that they are, John Harbaugh does not get enough credit for how good of a coach he is. Because the, at the end of last season, people were looking at Lamar Jackson like after that playoff game, like. Yeah, I don't know about this. And they basically built this offense around him. They got rid of a backup quarterback in Joe Flacco. Uh, they got and they brought in RG three. So they put this system in to where if Lamar goes down, 
and RG three is not great, but he's that same type of quarterback. And that's, that is how you adapt with your players and your playmakers. And they've built everything on, and they've got some, they've got some good weapons around them. Mark Andrews didn't have a great game. Um, They still need to do something with those receivers, but uh, they're building around Lamar Jackson and they look damn good doing it. That defense has come alive. I like this Ravens team and I'm not, I'm not seeing a way that, you know, your 12 and four Cleveland Browns are going to make a jump on them. They already got a game on them, and they already beat them. I think head-to-head, they're a better team. But either, either way it goes, man, I, I think this the NFL, what we're seeing with the NFL is this becoming more innovative. It's coming more like college football. You're going to see more college football offensive coordinators and head coach moving to the NFL because now you can't be stubborn and just like, hey, I got to get a quarterback to fit my system. The teams that are, are starting to win or the teams that are winning are, are coaches and offensive coordinators that are building their systems to the player. And that's what I'm talking about, the difference between a Harbaugh um, with um, Lamar Jackson as opposed to a Nagy with Trubisky. I think if you change those situations, Trubisky looks like a better quarterback. I think he'll do more things like Lamar Jackson, use his legs more, run more, and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Speaking of college coaches, though, I mean, you look at uh, Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, and now I'm confused. Because I could have sworn they were going to be very, very bad. And they've won three straight games. Kyler Murray has looked good. Arizona yeah. as a whole has looked good. I'm not saying but, I'm But that goes back to my point, though, of that if you get a quarterback and you're willing to use his tools, yeah, it makes it a lot easier. I mean, and they're using Kyler Murray's strengths. And that's what a lot of these OCs aren't doing. They're not playing to their quarterback strength, and that's why their teams suck. Yeah. Um. You kind of talked about the the Chargers and the Titans a little bit. Uh, the Titans won this game over the Chargers. The Chargers, they did everything. They, they're just good enough to lose, basically. They did everything they could to lose this game. Um, Bad and, luck. So I want, I, want, I want to go over two things real quick. The Titans, that Ryan Tannehill is not a good quarterback, but he's average. And I think yeah. he's better than Mariota. And you see that whole offense open up with, with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Um, but are is, they using Mariota Mariota skills? Mariota hasn't shown that he's gonna be. I mean, the the boy can barely hand the ball off correctly. You know, <laughs> he's constantly hurt. I mean, Mar- let's put it this way. That's the second point I want to say. Are are two? If you had to put money on it, would you say that the class of 2014 that that quarterback class is done? Uh, because you've got you know Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, they're already gone. Well, Blake Bortles is still around, but you know he's a backup. Uh, you've got Winston um, in Tampa who they don't have a contract extension for him. This is probably going to be his last year there. You've got um, uh, Marcus Mariota in Tennessee who just got benched, and you've got Derek Carr in Oakland. Um, and Derek Carr is not having a bad season. Derek Carr is just an idiot, you know, and he, and he, he costs <laughs> well, his that's, team. That's kind costs, of the theme of the class, though. Yeah, and, and Derek Carr costs his team games at inopportune times. And, you know, so is that, is that class as a whole done? And who would you say had the best career out of all of them? It's tough to say. Best career? Uh, Numbers-wise, it's probably going to be Jameis Winston. Probably Jameis. It'll probably be Jameis because Jameis, even though he's been bad, he's been in a system that throws for a lot, a lot of yards. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and uh, Bruce Arians, I mean, taking a step back on Jameis, Jameis makes some bad decisions and he has really bad games, but he has not been awful all season. He hasn't been awful all yeah, season. He's but- had some good games. He had some bad games. That's classic Jameis Winston. But he he's also been through, what, three or four offensive coordinators? Yeah. I mean, so, but, I mean but if you're Tampa, it's time. I mean, you've had five years of this dude, and it's time for him. It's time for them. Like, I, And I'm not saying that Jameis is going to be out of the league next year. I, I definitely don't believe that. No, I, just, I think all these quarterbacks can be backups. The only one that I'm not sure about is Mariota. He he can be a backup, but what system are you going to back up in? Are you yeah. going to back up? I mean, he'd be a great backup to Russell Wilson. I yeah. mean, if he, got, if he got out there with Pete Carroll, I think Pete Carroll could get the best because they play a similar type game. He's not as accurate. He's not a better pass than Russell Wilson. I'm not saying that. But two or three games, I think Mariota would be good. Uh, Blake Bortles, I think he still has a chance because Jared Goff is awful. I think if Jared Goff were to get hurt, and you put Blake Bortles in there, Jared Goff will be – well, he can't lose his job. He just signed that massive contract. Yep, yeah. Too much guaranteed money, so. Yeah. 
So nah, I, I mean, it's not a lot of hope for this class, but Jameis Winston and Derek Carr has the best chances. I don't think that – I think Jameis Winston – I think that Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich actually like Jameis Winston. I think they think they can fix him. I'd, I'd be curious to see that. I, I think Winston – I think he's done in Tampa. I, I do. I think they draft quarterback. With, with Carr, it's tough who, to say. You, if you draft in this year, is there a quarterback if you don't get to it? Because they're not going to be – I mean, I mean what, yeah, because you can you can look at Herbert, you can look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's I mean, draft eligible, so is he? Yeah, he's a redshirt junior. I think I thought he was a redshirt sophomore. Is he a redshirt sophomore? I think I so. Know. Well, uh, shit, if I can get Burrow, but then again, you're still fighting with the Dolphins. Is Jameis Winston definitely better than Tua? But Tua but yeah, but but at some point it's time, right? You just can't keep. It's it's what the Bengals are doing with Andy Dalton right now. At some point, you just gotta let it go. But play. they didn't. That's the problem with the bank. That's the problem with the Bucks. They're idiots. We everyone from the outside was like everybody that's on the team right now. This is a prove it year. But yeah. they don't have any young people backing them up to prove it. If if everything goes wrong with Jameis, who they're putting in? Who's their backup? Yeah, I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> so, I mean, but it's it's the same thing with Oakland right now. They don't have a backup. But I and I listen. I think Derek Carr is a quality quarterback. I'm not sure he's a starting quarterback. I think if you put him in Los Angeles with the Rams or in Chicago with the Bears, those are completely different teams. Um, But like with Jameis Winston, I think it's just time, right? Like we're a little tired of Derek Carr, and he's a nice – he's not a bad quarterback for the most part, but I think it's just time. And I think that's the right – I think the Raiders use – I think they use a draft pick on him because Gruden didn't draft him. Mike Mayock has no ties to him. I think they draft QB and either move Carr or Carr will be a backup by the end of next year. That that's no, nah, nah, it, it's definitely a situation. It's a money situation, but it depends on who falls to you in the draft. Correct. I don't think in this draft you should be reaching for anybody because there's a and better they've got draft. Two first round picks that, and yeah. if the Bears don't make the playoffs, that's an even better pick. And you know the Raiders know they have holes. And let me tell you something about the Raiders. Like the, the, John Gruden has coached his ass off this year, and. and if the Raiders make the playoffs, you can throw him in for coach of the year along with John Harbaugh. Um, well, hell, you paying him ten million a year, he better. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> this, this is year two of him, so and people thought this was going to be a circus, and it really hasn't been. And I'm in on Mike Mayock. I've been in on him from the beginning. That this draft class that he's brought in, each one of these guys has been productive. Um, you know, Abrams obviously hurt for the year, but the game he played, he was good. Um, you know, so I, I'm in on him. We'll just see. We'll see. If the Raiders make the playoffs, Derek Carr probably is the quarterback next year. If not, Mike, Mike Mayock going to do some shit like draft the Illinois quarterback because he has moxie. Yeah. Hey, but I want to see what he does at quarterback. I, I can understand defensive line, and offensive line. He's good at that. But quarterbacks, him and John Gruden get a, get a little shaky. Yeah. Cause you, but you look at what he's brought in Cleveland Farrell, uh, Max Crosby in the fourth round. You know, so yeah. yeah. We'll see. But, we'll I mean, see. you're talking about those positions. I trust him there. But him and John Gruden, when you start talking about court, I, be, I remember when uh, John Gruden swore by Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, God, I do too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, it gets kind of questionable. I mean, when you draft somebody, you might want to keep Derek Carr for one year, like Eli's insurance. See what they Oh, have. I think they will. What I don't think – I, I think that Derek Carr is on the team next year going to Vegas. I'm not convinced that he's a starting quarterback by the end of it uh, if they take the quarterback. But – Let's move on, man. So your Philadelphia Eagles got the brakes beat off them by the Dallas Cowboys. Doug Peterson went and pissed them off, opening his little fat mouth, and uh, Cowboys really stuck their foot in his mouth. So what do you got to say yeah, about that? Doug Peterson got the headlines. It's not really what it is. It's, it really just goes back to, number one, it's always dangerous when you get a team that gets embarrassed the week before, and then they come back and play at home. Cowboys were coming fresh off of getting embarrassed by the New York Jets, and then they come home. They heard it all week. Then it, you throw fuel on the fire, Doug Peterson promising a win, how, whatever he meant by it. So you fired up Dallas Cowboys team coming in, and you get a lackadaisical Philadelphia Eagles team coming in. This The, the NFC East, I believe we called it one of the best conferences when we did our preview. This is it's bad. It is. The NFC East is bad. It is. Because even though the Cowboys are leading the division, look at their losses. They yeah. have some bad losses, and they hadn't really even played anybody. I mean, whether you think that the Eagles are good or not, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, they're one against the Dolphins, the New York Giants, the Washington Redskins. They beat all four teams, all three teams in the NFC East and Miami Dolphins. 
Yeah. <laughs> Every other team they lost to. The Eagles, I still think they're a good team, but it might be time for Jim Schwartz to go, man. He just looks like he has no idea what he's doing out there. When the front four doesn't give pressure in that wide nine system, that system collapses. We've seen it happen in Detroit. Uh, that that The front four has to get pressure. And when they don't get pressure, he doesn't know how to bring – like design blitzes that still protect your linebackers. He's zero blitzing every time. <laughs> like Which there was one time on the goal line, he did a zero blitz with the safety guarding the slot receiver. That's the easiest call in football. Yep. I mean, even if the, the safety breaks on the ball, the next players to do the exact same shit and do a double move, you can't, it's one-on-one, you know what I mean? Yep. So, and then Doug Peterson has really been calling it conservative. The Eagles have some real holes, but they have a tendency to do that. I just think that the NFC East as a whole is bad. There's going to be one team to come out of the NFC East. They're probably going to be nine and seven, and that team gets in and probably goes out in the first or second round. Point blank. So how long – and you've already started to see, so we're recording this on Tuesday. Um, you've started to see some things in the NFL. Emmanuel Sanders has been traded to um, – the what day, what day is the trade deadline? Is it tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. Yep. Okay. Or I think it's Thursday, actually. Thursday, okay. Um, it's one or the other. But you've already, and then you've had Muhammad Sanu get traded for a second round pick Ugh. to the yeah, Patriots. He's been having a great year, though. No, no, no. I just mean an older receiver. When when the baseline has kind of been a third round pick, basically they got more than, than the Raiders gave up for AB almost. So, <laughs> uh, you know. That was curious, but I guess, you know, it was just one of those things like, yeah, hey, look, we need somebody in this building. Josh Gordon can't stay healthy. Um, Jacob I think that Josh Gordon's injury might be worse than people are thinking. Yep. And it seems like a it second is. second for Sanu, yep. that just, and you just won 33 or 7-0, it just seems odd. Yep. <laughs> Something's not right about it. So, um, he might be drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this, it's a weird thing to do. You know what oh, I mean? Even though he's injured. Josh Gordon is one of the weirdest dudes because, like, he'll get an ankle injury, and then they'll be like, they said it's worse than they think it is, and then he won't show up, and then all of a sudden he checks in rehab. Yeah, he's taking a year and a half off to get himself together. Like, uh, it spirals for that kid quickly. Um, So, if you're Atlanta, you get rid of Sanu. Uh, They're looking to trade Vic Beasley. It looks like it's time for Atlanta to blow this thing all the way the hell up. Um, Uh, Two years too late. Two, it is. And now you've got Dan Quinn, who surely will be fired by the end of the season. Uh, because the thing about the Falcons is they are too damn talented to be one in six. Um, Bro, they have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Freeman. And you have Matt Ryan, who makes mistakes, but shit. He can and Austin Hooper, who's coming on Austin. as a really good tight end. They're not even like – they're having trouble scoring. It's not even like – you know, they can't stop anybody. They're having trouble. against the Rams, who have not been great this year on defense. <laughs> like, Jameis Winston threw for damn near 500 yards on his Rams team. Now, yes, you they did just get Jalen Ramsey, but shit, he didn't have time to practice. You right. couldn't scheme to confuse him a little bit? <laughs> and if you're the Rams, if you're the NFL, how many draft picks are you going to let these fools give up? They didn't give up at least their next 18 first. Yeah, that's what I like about the NBA. I mean, the NBA has, like, dummy protection against teams. They're not going to let you give up eight years of draft picks. The steepian rule or whatever it is. Yeah, you can't do that in in basketball. Somebody did that shit and fucked up a team. They said never again. So, it was was the 80s. It was the owner of Cleveland, steepian, I think it was. (laughs) Of course. And he had – he had he gave up like three or four draft picks in a row, uh, and his first round draft picks turned into uh, James Worthy and uh, Charles Barkley. Oh man! <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's like, a Cleveland move though. Game. That's a Cleveland it move. Is. But it looks like somebody's gonna have to save LA from themselves because they got no money, and you know now they're just giving it. I mean, would you give up two first round draft picks for a cornerback? Bro, and a quarterback that you have to resign. That's crazy. Next year. And he's gonna and he already said he wanted to be the best player, the highest played player in the NFL. Like when, they, they they gave up money to Donald. They gave Gurley. up all this money um to Gurley. They to gave golf. up this money to golf. And now about this, all these signings have not went well for them. The only one that has went well is Donald, but I think he struggled a bit last year, I want to say, towards the end of the season. Uh am I miss? Donald's been as solid as, as they have been, but he got hurt oh. last year. 
I thought something happened to him last year, but it seems like every time they sign a player to these max contracts, they don't perform to the level or they get hurt or something. But it's not even that. They now now you've got to pay Cooper Cup, you got to pay Robert Woods, you got to pay Brandon Cooks. I mean, oh, we not, know they're not paying all three of them. And they, well, we they can't. They yeah, can't. Woods, Woods is going to be the one that goes just because they gave up picks to get Cook. So if you're going to have to sign somebody, keep Cook because he's homegrown. You're going to probably have to sign Cook. But they're not going to be able to keep this team together. That's why you don't invest in golf. That's why as a Sean McVay, you say, I'm the reason why golf had, did this. Even though we spent the first round, a number one overall pick on them, I didn't spend that pick. You know what I mean? You know what this, I haven't heard this, this year? I haven't heard that boy genius shit, uh, you know, golden boy shit out from about people talking about Sean McVay this year. And I think you and I talked about earlier this year, the NFL figures you out very quickly. Especially when your quarterback's limited. Yep. They it's easy to figure out, out when your quarterback's limited because you can call whatever you want. You can be tricky and rememberize every play and see all these reads. Your quarterback has to see the same things that you see. And if your quarterback isn't that good, like a Jared Goff, once the defense catches up to you, now it's up to your quarterback to make the second or third read. You can only make it so easy for your quarterback. And I never thought Goff was that good. I would have let Goff play out this contract, see how he did. I would have risked fan franchise tagging Goff. Uh, unlike me saying I wouldn't have done that with Dak Prescott, I would have risked it with Goff. With Blake Bortles back there, I would have risked it with Goff. And I would have took the, you know, if he didn't perform well or if he performed well, I would have franchise tagged him. But I would always had either Blake Bortles or all the drafted quarterback to sit behind Goff because I don't think Goff has proven that he can win. Now you just committed all this money to him, and we all know teams get worse once you commit that much money to the quarterback. And you just committed that much money to a bad quarterback. Now what do you do? That's one of the reasons why you're saying it's time to move over from move on from Carr. That's one of the reasons you're saying it's time to move on for Winston because they're getting into the range where you actually have to pay them real money. And are you going to pay them real money? No, you nope. might as well go and draft someone else to, uh, because it's, it's better for your team because then you're going to have to lose positions where you're strong in. What yep. if you can't sign, re-sign Chris Godwin because you re-signed James Winston? Yep. You know what I mean? It's, it's dumb. So I want to toot my own horn a little bit. Beginning mm. of the season, um, Andrew Luck retired a couple, weeks for, a couple of days before the season started or gave us two weeks' notice, basically. Yeah. Um, I came out and I said – I believe in Jacoby Brissett. Like, I think he's a franchise quarterback. He showed me that. Uh, and to this point, the Colts are number one in the AFC South, and they look good. Um, they're, they're, they're hurt on defense, but they'll get there. Um, but Jacoby Brissett has been, I won't say flawless, but pretty damn good uh, this season. And I think that you might, might have said that Andrew Luck, looked over and, Andrew Luck looked over and said, you know what, I think this guy can handle it. I feel okay with leaving them with him. Yeah, I think, I mean, he was willing to give back the money. I think that he thought, you guys are in good hands. You're in good shape with Jacoby. Jacoby is really good. Um, but that's the difference between a good organization and a bad organization. You got an or organization like um, the Colts who have Andrew Luck, even though he got he, he's injury prone, but you go out and you spend that pick to get Jacoby. You had teams calling and asking for him. The GM was like, no, I'm not going to get rid of him. You're going to have to leave him. Yeah. <laughs> but he believed in um Jacoby. Yep. And they stuck by him, you know, luck left. And now they're they're in a better situation. They've been really good about moving on from quarterbacks, um, uh, protecting themselves against quarterback. If the Colts don't know nothing else, it, they know that you need a quality quarterback to win games. And it doesn't seem like 80% of the NFL believes that. You need a quality quarterback. You have to know. When to move on, you have to have a good scouting department. You have to do good research and get a good quarterback. And that's the problem with most teams in the NFL. I mean, if it takes you going to the Patriots and giving them a pick to get somebody, do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about week eight before we get out of here. Um, got some good games on deck. You got, well, the Thursday night game – or the Thursday game is just flat out bad. Washington, Minnesota – um actually you know what i take back what i said where, I look, where, do you know where it's at uh tampa minnesota is at minnesota 
So this game is bad, but it has interesting storyline because you got Kirk Cousins going against Washington, and you got Case Keenum going up against Minnesota. That was the swap. Case Keenum, it took Minnesota Vikings to the divisional playoffs, uh, divisional playoff round. Or was it the NFC Championship? NFC oh, Championship the NFC game. Took him to the NFC Championship. They moved on from him after he underperformed yeah, that next. Well, who cares? The 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 Redskins stink. Like they're not it's even storylines, man. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's all about the storylines. They're playing on turf. You know, it's gonna be I, I a fast. Got, I gotta game. watch this game on th- on Thursday. No, you don't thanks. have to. No thanks. But as I look over NBA's on now, you don't have yeah, to watch see, it. I, I now I don't have to watch bad football, and I'm not, <laughs> um, especially not the first week. By the way, League Pass is free this week, guys. Now oh. I've already paid for League Pass, but make sure y'all go watch get NBA League Pass if you want to, uh, and tune into the two smart dummies for our NBA content. Anyway, yeah. I'm looking over, um, looking over the schedule, man, and boo, boo. Uh, if if we we call this the weekend where you want to build some brownie points with your wife, uh, take her out, you know, tell her you don't care about football anymore. Um, might be the last nice weather weekend to do it. Cause let me let me run down this list for you, and you tell me yeah, what. I was about you're... to say I, I was gonna look at the list because I hadn't really looked at it this week. Let me tell you what what you're in, which what's up for you. You got mm. Seattle, Atlanta. No thanks. No. You got. I know you're gonna watch it, but no one else is. Philadelphia, Buffalo. Woo! No go. thanks. <laughs> You've got uh, the Chargers and the uh, and the Bears. Not really. Uh, it's, yeah, but the Bears. You want to see if they can start to rebound. That's an interesting <laughs> game. You got uh, you got the Giants and the Lions. No Awful. thanks. You got <laughs> you got Tampa Bay, Tennessee. That could that's a that's a that's a good game, man. Mm. Tampa Bay, what's Tampa Bay's record? I think I I think they're five hundred. I think I, they're three and three. I think. Yeah, that, they're a man. You gotta listen. And Tennessee's three and four. So yeah, Tampa Bay has been decent, and Tennessee has been decent. That's I, gonna be a good. I don't matchup, watch man. Titans games. I, I just I I'm not gonna watch a thirteen to twelve game. I just can't do it. Can't do it. Hey, but you know, Jameis can. Hey, Jameis is becoming Fitzpatrick. He he has a chance to be the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. Throw you in, throw you out. Yeah, he, he can <laughs> come in there four games, throw for seven hundred yards, and the next game throw eight picks. He can do it. He's Fitzmagic. I think he learned from Fitzmagic. Hey, oh, this this you can be employed forever if you just do that. Yeah. He said, "Listen, bro, all you gotta do is close your eyes, give your receivers a chance. And some some you're gonna win, some you're gonna lose. Some. They're gonna pay you millions." <laughs> uh, then you got Denver, Indianapolis. No, no thanks. No. You've got Indianapolis is gonna blow them out. Yeah, you've got uh, you've got the Bengals and the Rams. Nope. You uh, one kind of interesting game. You got the Cardinals and the Saints. I might It'll tune in fun. for that. You mean Kyler Murray against question, uh, arguably the best team in the NFC? Yeah, I'll, I'll tune in for that. But then you got the Jets and you got the Jaguars. I don't really want to watch that. But I think I think that. I mean, we just saw the Jets demolish Dallas. They weren't that good, but and they're then not as bad. Got beat they're down. not. They're not. They're not as bad as that. I mean, you got Sam Darnold, a young quarterback, going against Bill Belichick with a a great defense, yeah. and a great secondary. So yeah, it, it's it's not as bad as last night, and it's not as good as against Dallas. They're somewhere in the middle. I'd agree with that. Still not watching that game unless I've got fantasy <laughs> implications. Uh, then you've got uh, – this is actually a good game, and, and this has playoff implications. might be the only one of the season or, or, or of the slate. Well, you got a couple going down the stretch, actually. So this next stretch of games is going to be interesting. So you've got Carolina-San Francisco. We'll see what what San Francisco really is. You've got Carolina coming off the bye. They've already announced yeah, they're going to start Kyle Allen. Allen. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they announced it, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So – That'll be a good game, and we'll see how good these two teams are in the NFC. It's in San Francisco. Um, Shit, Christian McCaffrey going against that defensive line. Yeah, and that's that's not great for you in a fantasy standpoint, folks. <laughs> if, so if y'all don't believe – I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I think, is the best or second-best running back in the NFL. So we're going to see how good that that uh, that defense is for San Francisco. By no means am I saying don't start him. He yeah, always starts. Of course. <laughs> um, and then you've got Cleveland and you've got – uh, New England, um, could be a that's good, a good game. That's a good game. We'll see. They're going to give Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield can perform against this New England defense, that can turn his season around. But nobody believes that he can with that offensive line. He yep. probably will look like Sam Darnold. Yeah, it's, so it's going to be ugly if you're a Cleveland <laughs> fan. Um, y'all had high expectations this year, but I think this will move them. If they lose this game, they're going to be what two and five, three, three and six, something like that. Or you can still win the division, Cleveland. 
Good luck. Uh, <laughs> and then you've got Oakland and Houston. Uh, both That's teams a good game. Playoff implications, probably a wild card spot on the line there. Um, and then, as I said, Sunday night, you've got Green Bay, Kansas City. So um, it was a good game. I should... It was, but I'm, I probably won't watch it. Yeah, but now I don't really have to tune in. Um, <laughs> and then they finish up with uh, Miami and Pittsburgh on Monday night. Ooh, ooh, real one burner. <laughs> so it, um, they can't flex Monday night games. Man, it wouldn't so now they gave that. Uh, it'll be hard. It'll be hard to flex a Monday yeah. night game. Because so, a, a flex, you're just flexing it from early game to a night game. game. But flexing yeah. it a whole day, that, that's kind of crazy. So no need to break down that week. We'll see how it goes. Um, these games, like I said, take your lady out unless it's your game uh, specifically. Well, I mean, this is this is the NFL being nice. They knew it was the start of the NBA season. They didn't want people to be too focused on the NFL. Let the NBA get their light in. And then next week they'll pick it back up. Speaking of that. Before we get out of here, again, one more time, NBA League Pass is free for a week, I think. Uh, that's one thing that the NBA does every season. Go check it out. Tonight, you've only got two games. You've got the Pelicans versus um, uh, the Toronto Raptors, and then you've got the Lakers versus the Clippers to finish off as a nightcap. So uh, we're here, folks. And, and if, you don't, if you don't have DirecTV, you can always just download the NBA app and the games will be free on there too. It's yep. free for a week. So if you don't have DirecTV, if your um, cable network or whatever doesn't offer it, just, get, just download the NBA app and those games will be free this week. Yep. So now's your chance to get in, watch some new players on some new teams, and uh, you're going to hear a lot of NBA content coming from us. Um, we're, we're working on some things for you guys to really uh, – Get everyone interested in the NBA. So if you're not a fan, you're going to become one. So um, other than that, man, tonight? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Toronto. Um, you know, winning in it's in Toronto. It's their ring night. They're going to be full of adrenaline. I think they win. That usually doesn't go well. That's also true. <laughs> but with no Zion, we'll see what the Pelicans are. Um, I think Clippers going to win tonight. I do. I just I like the Clippers. I, I think they're deeper. Um, but I think it'll be a good game. I'm going to go Pelicans. I'm going to go Pelicans, beat the Raptors, surprise them. Um, all the theatrics from getting the ring usually wears down on teams. And I think this Pelican, as we talked about, they're going to run. They're going to be fast, even without Zion. I mean, Drew Holiday is going to shut down Kyle Larry. You agree? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, so from there, where do you go? <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. there's not a lot of other options on Toronto once you take Drew – I mean, once you take Kyle Larry out of the picture. Um, so I, I think that Pelicans will win pretty pretty easily tonight. People might overreact. They might not. You already picked them not to make the playoffs, so it's not going to help your opinion of them. Um, I got the Lakers winning, not because I think the Lakers are good. I just think that Paul George is significant for this team because he he does. The the interesting part is Kawhi is good, and that that um, Clippers team is good, but the combination of Kawhi and Paul George is what we're looking for. Um, he adds a lot of outside shooting, creating your own shot. Even though you have Lou Williams, that team, like we talked about on our NBA podcast, go check it out, uh, our NBA special. That team is huge, man. Um, you, you're not going to be able to defend that with Zubak. <laughs> I mean, Zubak. And don't disrespect Zubats like that. The Mike Jamichael Green and, you know, Kawhi Leonard Garden, Anthony Davis. So I, I think that Lakers will get this first one, build them some confidence. Um, coming into the season we'll see man i'm a, i'm excited to be here so that's it that's all we'll holler at y'all next week probably put out a couple podcasts and uh we'll see y'all then peace peace